chapter 1, verses 10, 11, and 12. While they are going to Children's Church, I've shared this story on many occasions, but every time we sang the song, I'll Fly Away, I am always reminded of the first trip we went on to Haiti. It was was several of us here in the church, and uh, Ernest and the other group that he plays with, Dogwood Cross, uh, I don't know, it was probably 12 or 15 of us that went to Haiti, and the, the band had gone all over the country playing music, and the night before we left, uh, not too far from where we were, we went into the city, and we went to this church, which was nothing more than kind of a makeshift tent. Now, it was large. It was probably larger than this building, but it was, it was barely holding on. It was some wooden, wooden stakes there and, and some old tarps wrapped around it, and the last song that was sung was, I'll Fly Away. And you have never in your life heard people sing, I'll fly away with the energy and the excitement and the joy and the praise that those people in that church sung it with. We sung, I'll fly away, and we kept singing, I'll fly away. And I thought we were going to fly away. The people kept singing, and the energy was high, and the praise was good, and the band played, and the people sang, and the band played, and the people sang. And it was a beautiful experience. And I, I'll, every time I hear I'll fly away, I will never forget that night. All right. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 10, 11, and 12. We're wrapping up chapter 1 today, Lord willing. We have been talking about for the last few weeks, the author of Hebrews is making the strong point here in Hebrews chapter 1 that Jesus is better. And so we've been looking at passages that say that Jesus is better than, in this particular context, Jesus is better than the angels. He is the Son of God, and as the Son, He is better in every way. And we are continuing on with that theme today. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 10. And in the beginning... Now, this is speaking of Jesus. He's still, he's still making his case for Jesus. He had, he had made it in the verses before that we looked at uh, uh, before, and here he's making another case. And, as if what I've said is not enough about Jesus, and, the writer says, In the beginning, Lord, you established the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will wear out like clothing. You will roll them up like a cloak, and they will be changed like a robe. But you are the same, and your years will never end. Let us pray. Father God, we come to you today, and I pray, dear Lord, that as we are before you and as we look at these words, God, that that in our life you would be the most important thing. God, that in our life we would cling to Jesus. We would seek Jesus. We would seek His commands. We would seek to follow His example. Dear Lord, that we would hold on to Him with all that we have. And God, that we would not be deceived by the temptations of the world. God, that we would find ourselves today holding on to what is imperishable. God, not on what is going to perish. So I pray, God, that Your Holy Spirit would lead us as we look at Your Word that you would hide me behind the cross, that I would preach and teach in a way that brings glory to you. Let us hear what we need to hear today. God be with me. In Jesus' name I ask it. Amen. On August the 7th, 2023, 
in Lahaina, Hawaii, life was normal. It was just another day in paradise. Some were preparing to go to school and went to school, and some were preparing to go to work and went to work, and some had come for a vacation of relaxation. And that was August the 7th, 2023. But little did they know that in the early morning hours of August the 8th, 2023, a fire would break out. And in just a few hours' time, life changed in an instant. For some, there was no longer a school to go to, a job to go to, or a spot to vacation. In an instance, those who one day had lived life and and were expecting to wake up the next morning and live life, in an instance, things were changed. And on August the 7th, life was normal, and on August the 8th, life was destroyed. In a matter of just a few hours, almost the whole town of Lahaina was destroyed by fires that continued to rage on for the next three days. And there is a city that is left completely destroyed. People who had worked their whole life and had built up their whole life and had built homes and had gathered up things, and and in an instant, those things were gone. In an instant, everything that they had known was gone. Everything that they had was gone. And for some, in an instant, their very life was gone. And the death toll continues to rise. And when we see events like that in our world, it is a sobering reminder of just how precious life is and just how quickly things can change. Just how quickly all that we know, all that we have today, all that our hope and trust may be in, it may be gone tomorrow. Now we think to ourselves, well that couldn't happen here, that couldn't happen to us. And I suspect that on August the 7th, 2023, the people of Lahaina, Hawaii, didn't think anything was going to be different on August the 8th. But in an instant, Their world changed. Their life changed. All that they knew in this world was gone. And perhaps that's the mindset that we can have as we read this passage. The author of Hebrews is telling us, look, this world is passing away. This world is perishing. The things of this world will soon be gone. Now think about that for a moment. Think about everything that you have. Think about your home. Think about your possessions. Think about your family. Think about your friends. That those things could all be gone in an instant. And so we must ask ourselves the question today, what do we trust in? Because everything we see around us will one day be gone. That is a fact. Everything we see will perish, including you and I. That day is going to come. Perhaps Jesus Christ will return. And that will be when that day comes that all that is here is left behind. Perhaps we will live to a ripe old age and we will die in our bed at night asleep one day. Perhaps that is the way that we will leave. But there is coming a point in our life that everything that you have will be gone, including yourself. And so the question that we must answer today is, What do we trust in in our life? Are we trusting in things that are perishing? Because things that are perishing are no good to us. Because things that are perishing are just like us. They are perishing as we are perishing. 
But what does the writer of Hebrews tell us? He says, look, the things that we see in this world are perishing, but Jesus will remain. We want to make sure today that we have put our faith in what remains and not put our faith in what is perishing and not put our faith in what is being destroyed. The writer of Hebrews here uses a really simple illustration that we can all understand. He says, look, one day the world as we know it, things as we know it, they're going to be rolled up like a cloak. They're going to be changed like clothes, like a worn out garment whose time has come. That's what this world is going to be like. Things happen quickly. We see that in our life. In devastating events we see around our world or even in our lives, we can probably all tell a story about how one day life was great and the next day our life was shattered because of something that occurred or some news that we had gotten. We know that life can change for us in an instant. And the writer of Hebrews says, look, everything you know, everything you see, everything in this world can be gone in an instant. It'll be changed in an instant. Just like when we change our clothes, it's off with the old shirt and on with the new shirt, off with the old pants and on with the new pants. In an instant, things are changed from what they were to what they are going to be. And usually we change clothes because they are dirty or because they are worn out. And so it will be with this old world that one day this old world is going to change. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 10 says this, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, in which the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat, and the earth and its works will be burned up. And there's coming a day. There's coming a day when all that we have worked for in this world, all that we have done in this world is going to be gone. Perhaps that day will come when all that we know will be burnt up. Perhaps that day will come where the Lord will take us home and we will leave all these things behind. But we need to realize just how unimportant the things of this world actually are. Now we love our homes and we love our things and to some degree that is okay. But as we have been reading through the book of Ecclesiastes on Wednesday nights, it is, a, it, is a, it is a strong reminder of just how unimportant life is. Because the fact of the matter is this. No matter how much land you have accumulated, no matter how big your house is, no matter how much money is in your bank account, one day that's all going to be gone. One day nobody is going to know who you were. A hundred years from now, nobody is probably going to know your name. They're not going to know that you own the land that they now own. Your house will no longer be there because it will long be fallen in or they will have bulldozed it over to build a new, better house and you will be nothing but dust in the ground as far as this world is concerned. Now, we don't like to think that way because we love our things and we love our homes and we love our land and surely people will remember me Chances are you will probably be forgotten. Every one of us in this room will be forgotten. We will be gone because the things of this world change in an instant. And so if all that we know is going to be gone, if all that we have is going to be gone, what is our hope in this world? Our hope is in that that does not perish. And there is only one that does not perish, and that is Jesus Christ crucified 
and resurrected. And so the question we must ask ourselves today is, where is my hope? Am I hoping, am I putting my faith and my trust in things that will one day be gone? Or am I trusting in the one who will last forever? Because to the Son, the author of Hebrews tells us, look, you have created all things. And one day all these things are going to be changed. But no matter what happens, no matter what perishes, the Son of God will never perish. The Son of God will never change. The Son of God will be forever. The one who all things are created through is the one who will sustain all things for all of eternity. And so the day is coming. The day is coming for us when all that we know is going to come to an end in one way or another. When all that we know is going to be worn out and its time is going to be done. The time is coming that this earth's time is going to be done. It's going to be worn out. God will have accomplished His plan and accomplished His purpose and brought all those who will come into the kingdom of God through Jesus into the kingdom of God through Jesus. And when that time comes... This old world is coming to an end and it's going to be changed in an instant. Just like a pair of clothes. This old world is wearing out before our very eyes. I remember when I was in 10th grade, I had this pair of silver tab Levi's that I got and I loved those blue jeans. One, because they were cool, because they were Levi silver tabs. Now, if you grew up in the 90s, then you know that that was cool. But if you didn't, then you missed out on some great blue jeans. But I loved those Levi silver tab blue jeans because they were cool, but more so because they were comfortable. And whenever you, you've had clothes like this, whenever you put them on, you just you feel good because you look good, or you think you do at least. And so when you wear those, it's like, ah, this is it right here. I'm going, I'm going to see some girls tonight, so let me get the silver tabs out, right? And so there's, there's, there's clothes that are good, and they serve a purpose, and they're beautiful, and they're cool, and they're comfortable. And I wore those things out, and then I wore them for 10 years after that. The more I wore them, the more comfortable they got and the cooler they got. Now, nowadays, when you go to the store and buy blue jeans that are cool, they already cut up and got stains and all kind of stuff on them. But these silver tabs I had, they were just normal blue jeans. But by the time I got through with them, they had the stains and they had the, they had the cut up knees and they had all that stuff. I could have probably sold them for 100 bucks on eBay after I'd worn them for 15 years. And I loved those pants. And I got them in 10th grade, and I had them till after Michelle and I got married in 2014. I did not want to get rid of them because they felt good. But it got to where there wasn't much blue jean left. There was more holes than there were blue jeans. And so there came that day, and oh, it was a sad day. Even after I couldn't wear them for a couple years, I left them in the closet because I loved them. But they had served their purpose, and they were worn out. And it was time for me to change my garments. It was time for me to change my jeans. And so I did away with the old and in with the new. And this is the illustration that the author of Hebrews gives us here. This is what this old world is like. It's like a worn out garment that one day is going to have served its purpose in every way that God intends for it to serve its purpose. And when its purpose has been served, the Bible says that this old world is going to be changed. 
This old world is going to be changed from what it is, and there's going to be a new heaven, and there's going to be a new earth, and we long for that day. This old world perishes, and apart from Jesus Christ, we will perish with it. Should we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, we will receive eternal life in Jesus Christ. Now the scripture says, the passage right before the one I read, 2 Peter chapter 3 says, Look, God does not delay, as some would see his delay, but it says that God is patient, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. God allows a lot of things to go on in this world. There's plenty of good that goes on, but there's a lot of bad that goes on, and it appears as though our very world is crumbling before our eyes. Now, that's not to say that by the power of God that he couldn't change this world, because he certainly can. Should people begin to seek God and call out to him, there is no doubt in my mind that God would bless this world, because that's what God does time and time again in Scripture. When people call out to the Lord, the Lord hears them. When they seek God, they find Him. When they trust God, He blesses them. But that's not what we see in this old world today. What we see in this world today is a world that is quickly wearing out. And apart from repentance of the, of the people in this world... And this old world is going to be changed, maybe sooner rather than later. And so what about us today? Do we put our faith and trust in what is perishing, or do we put our faith and trust in the one who does not perish? Because when all is said and done, it is Jesus who will remain. It is God the Father, it is Jesus the Son, it is the Holy Spirit that is going to remain. That is the only thing that is imperishable. It is God who created this world. It is through Jesus that this world has been created and for Jesus that it has been created. And one day we will stand in the presence of Jesus. We will stand in the presence of the one who does not perish. And what will he tell us on that day? Will he tell us to enter into his presence for all of eternity? Or will he tell us to depart from him because he never knew us? The author of Hebrews says, Look, you, the Son of God, the creator of all things, you made these things, and one day they're going to be gone, but you will last forever. Think about that for a moment, that one day we're going to stand in the presence of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the one who will bring judgment on the world. Have you trusted in him today or are you trusting in something else? We think about the creation that God has made for us and oh, what a beautiful creation it is. Even in the midst of this drought, we can still say that this world is beautiful that God has given us. As beautiful and as big as the universe is, think about, think about this for a second. We go out of this building, and when you go out of this building, probably the first thing you're going to say is, it is hot out here. And we know it is hot out here. We can tell it's hot out here because the sun is there. Now think about the sun. It's 94 million miles away from us. It's 94 million miles away from us, and yet we can't even stare at it or it will blind us. We can't even stand in its presence for too long or it will kill us. 
And yet the one who created the sun is the one that we will stand before one day. And if we can't even dare to look at a sun that is 94 million years, I mean, miles away from us, how will we fare when we kneel at the feet of the creator of the sun? Jesus Christ, the Son of God, created this world and He came to this world and He gave His life on a cross so that we could be forgiven and spend eternal life with Him. But this old world is perishing. This old world will soon be gone. This old world will soon be changed into something different. And the author of Hebrews says it's just like a pair of clothes. It wears out, it does its job, and it's going to be changed. It's a garment, he says. But you know, the same language is used of Jesus in the New Testament on several occasions. The old world is spoken of as a garment that's going to perish. But let me tell you about a garment that will not perish. Colossians, or excuse me, Galatians chapter 3, verse 27 says, For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ like a garment. Isn't that interesting language that he uses there? Isn't it interesting that in Hebrews it talks about the world being like a garment that's going to wear out and serve its time? We see this language in the Old Testament too. We see it all throughout the Scripture. And here we see Jesus, the Son of God, spoken of in the same way. And what is the call for us? Those who have been baptized in Jesus Christ put on Christ. Put him on like a garment. That's the context of the language that's being used there in Galatians. We see similar language in Romans chapter 13, verse 14. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no plans to satisfy the fleshly desires. Again, put on Jesus. Put on Jesus who is like a garment. Put on something new. Because our old garments, our old ways, the ways of the world and the ways of our life are garments that are stained with sin. And so the call is, look, if you are here today and you know that you are a sinner, then take off that old garment that is stained with sin and put on Jesus Christ, who is the precious Son of God. This old world is a garment that is perishing, but the garment of Jesus Christ that we are called to put on is a garment that is eternal and will last forever and ever. We see in Isaiah chapter 51, verse 6, we see very similar language to what we see here in Hebrews chapter 1. Isaiah 51, verse 6 says this, Look up to the heavens and look at the earth beneath for the heavens will vanish like smoke, and the earth will wear out like a garment, and its inhabitants will die like gnats. Now listen to this. This is the good part. But my salvation will last forever, and my righteousness will never be shattered. This old world and its sin and all the things that we know as bad as they are, they are passing away. But praise the Lord, God has prepared a better place for us. A better place that through salvation in Jesus Christ will never be shattered. It will never perish. It will never pass away. So I want to tell you today, if you hadn't put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you're in trouble. Because whatever you have been trusting in, your job, your fame, your money, your home, your cars, whatever it may be, it'll be gone, and in a hundred years, nobody will even know that you are here. But if you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you will be known for eternity. 
Because salvation comes through no other than Jesus Christ crucified and resurrected. And it's a salvation that will never end. Let us not be those today who trust in what is perishing. But let us be those today who trust in the Son of God. These things will perish, but the Son of God remains forever. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you. We thank you for your good words. I pray, dear Lord, that if there are any in this room that do not know Jesus Christ, that they would know Jesus today. Dear Lord, the fact of the matter is that this old world is tempting. The fact of the matter is, dear Lord, the stuff that is perishing, it looks good to us. And too many times, dear Lord, we love it. Too many times we find our satisfaction or joy in it, or at least we try to. Too many times we find our security and trust in it, dear Lord. But let us not trust in what is perishing today. Let us know that your Son, Jesus Christ, is what is imperishable. And that through Jesus Christ, God, you have prepared a better way for us. You have provided the way of salvation for us. So God, let us today seek Jesus for our deliverance. Let us today not seek the things of the world. God, I pray for those folks that we talked about in Hawaii and the devastation that they have faced, God, that even in a bad situation like that, that you would bring restoration. But dear Lord, when we see tragedies like that, whether it be afar or in our own life, dear Lord, let us be reminded of how precious life is. And God, let us live in such a way that we recognize that, that we acknowledge that this life is short. The works of this world will be burned up, dear Lord, unless they are works that we do for you. So God, let us do works that will be stored up for eternity, works that will praise you, that will draw people to you, dear Lord. Let us not do works of this world that are here today and gone tomorrow. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.